welcome everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're here today with uh, my wonderful, beautiful, absolutely hilarious, intelligent uh, friend, Jasmine Don. All right, say hello to the audience, the internet. Hi. Um, hello. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, that's it. That's as that's the episode. Cheese, that's as cheesy podcasty as we're gonna get. I failed to explain to you what what this is, um, <laughs> which is is typical of me. Uh, but yeah, this is just a chill podcast. You know, we'll just talk. It, it it's a comedy podcast, but it's not like forced comedy. It's just you know, it's like chill shit, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever comes about, right? Lo-fi, chill, chill Discord and Zoom beats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just the most complicated way to talk to your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jasmine, I'm I'm happy yeah. to have you here. Uh, I'm I'm excited to kind of get into what we're gonna talk about today. I I've prepared what I believe to be a TikTok Hall of Fame uh, that I kind of want to go through with you. Ooh. Uh, and some of it, unfortunately, you have already seen because I pulled a few of these from our fucking text messages and it, yeah. it and it's funny because sometimes i'll just scroll through it and it'll just be like chain a fucking chain of just bullshit that we've been sending each other for like weeks um, yeah and and like not responding to them but like we know that we're like watching them yeah just, there there is a lot of trust here it's yeah it's an unspoken bond like between warriors and like ancient times it's like similar shit yeah but y- mm-hmm. you know what makes me feel good um or maybe not always feel good. You know what I actually really hate is when <laughs> <laughs> total opposite. But the, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you why it makes me feel good because uh, what I hate is when I send something and people only respond with like a heart or like I have an Android, so when people on iPhone like heart something on the fucking like iPhone reaction. Yeah, it's like Jasmine react- loved an attachment or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I hate that yeah. shit. I'm like, just don't respond in any way. I totally feel that. Like, if I like. I don't know if I like DM someone something on Instagram or like respond to their story and they just like it. That's like worse than being left on red. Because yeah. if it's like, because if you like leave me on red, there's like a little bit of like mystery and intrigue there that I get to, <laughs> that I get to overthink for days. But if you just like it, it's just like really okay, cool. Well, I, I, I hate having that extra notification. I'm like, great, yeah. you read it and you're telling me you read it. And now I have to fucking click into the message so that it doesn't continue to tell me that you read it. Okay. Um, that, see, that's like a normal human reason for that. <laughs> yeah. I like to play just like crazy, like fucking mind games with yeah. myself. You so, like the chase. Um, I get it. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I uh, want to make everything challenging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just life on hard mode for Jasmine. Thanks. Um. Okay, Jasmine, mm-hmm. you know, we're friends, but I think you're also someone who who makes a lot of really fucking cool shit. I think you're you're one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Um Thank you. And that is the only reason I'm your friend. If you if you were boring, I I wouldn't talk to you. So, I just now is the time to get that out. That's fair. I that's assume fair. that's like what most of the people in my life besides like my parents. <laughs> I think no, that is probably they're the same. They, I've talked to, I've talked to your parents. My parents, oh, yeah. James, why, <laughs> please? <laughs> I have an Arizona iced tea versus segment that I prepared just for you. Okay, Ooh. so 
or I'm, I'm going to name flavors and you're going to tell mm. me which one, which one wins. Okay. Yeah. Just, and, and, and you'll have to explain it afterward. Okay. Oh, so. I'm so ready for this. All right. Yeah. First up, Arizona lemon tea versus Arizona mucho mango. Mucho mango. 100%. Mucho mango. Mucho yeah. mango. Absolutely. Like that is probably my favorite flavor. Really? I would say, mm, I don't know. All That's right. the one I've drunk the most of, for sure. Yeah, I, I think same. I think that one's the one I had the most. Because I, I think that mango flavor that they have in there yeah. is is really different than a lot of other, like, artificial yeah. mango Cause flavors. Yeah, like, because it's, like, not that, like, super sweet tropical-y taste. It's just, like, a little bit more tart, and I, yeah. I love that. All right, awesome. All right, next. Arizona watermelon versus Arizona Arnold Palmer. <laughs> I have to go Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer on this it's one. It's hard to say. Why the fuck? I fucked Arnold it up too. Arnold Palmer, yeah. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Get a it, better name, fucker. <laughs> it's those two like oval sounds, like the yeah. O L A L. Yeah. Interesting. See, I went watermelon on that one. I actually prefer that like weird, sweet, artificial watermelon flavor to the fucking lemonade and tea. Yeah, I don't. I normally like artificial watermelon flavor, but like something about. I'm just like an Arnold Palmer fan in general, even though I can't pronounce it. So, yeah, it's hard to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one: Arizona fruit punch versus Arizona green tea. This without the ginseng. Oh wait, oh. sorry. Hmm. Wait, what? What is it? Is, is it green it's tea with, with honey. ginseng? It's with honey. It's green there we tea go. with honey. Yeah. yeah. Um, no honey, so you, just regular green tea. Just the regular green tea. Yeah. Honestly, the fruit punch is like a little too sweet for me. I'll have to go green tea. Yeah, their fruit punch doesn't make sense to me. This is green yeah. tea. And green tea is like the top tier Michael Jordan flavor here. It is, yeah. It's the most like yeah. It's just it's just it's green tea. <laughs> That's their their whole thing. They they're not gonna fuck that one up. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Arizona Kiwi strawberry versus Arizona strawberry lemonade. Oh, I actually don't know if I've tried the kiwi strawberry. But the strawberry lemonade is very good. Yeah, so, the strawberry lemonade is solid, but I'm going to yeah. have to go with the kiwi strawberry on this one. Okay, I'll have to try that like next time. It's good, and it's got yeah. it's got a really understated like can design. It's like kind of beige with like I No, I know what it looks like. Yeah, I can like picture it perfectly in my head, <laughs> <laughs> which is really sad. It's like the tan like checkerboard pattern that is yeah. on the... Yeah. <laughs> but for kiwi strawberry, I feel like that's so underwhelming, like... Like fucking Capri Sun kiwi strawberry is like fuck is is their best flavor. It's a fucking guy surfing like some extreme sports. Yeah, shit. he and it, that guy knows it. The guy on the Capri Sun, yeah. he's just like I know that I'm on the best fucking flavor of Capri Sun right now. You <laughs> bitches. All right, here we go. I got a wild card for you: Arizona okay. Shack Fu Punch Pineapple versus Arizona Cocoa Zona Coconut Water Arizona. I, I did not know the second one was a thing at all. Me neither. It's actually discontinued, I think. I couldn't find anything okay. on it. It sounds gross. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> it was fucking probably discontinued. Disc- it was probably discontinued <laughs> for a reason. Because, like, I don't know. The whole point of, like, coconut water is that, like, I mean, you don't really drink it because you're like, mm, the taste of coconut water. It's just, like, a refreshing thing, you yeah. know? So I feel like I wouldn't want, like, intensified coconut water flavor. That just sounds... <laughs> bad yeah, it sounds pretty awful yeah 
But you also, would go I'm, instead for the Shaq Fu Punch Pineapple. I think I would, if only for the fact that I'm very... I admire the scientists at Arizona for managing to uh, condense the essence of Shaq Fu into a can. Um, and I have a lot of respect for that. So that is my final answer. All right. I'm going to have to agree with you. There, the essence, it, Basically, it was the essence of a coconut versus the essence of Shaq. Of Shaq, yeah. <laughs> It's gonna pick if you pick coconut, you're a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, great. I'm glad. I'm glad we ran through that. You know, I was I was a little surprised that you went for the um, that you went for the Arnold Palmer versus the watermelon. I, th- yeah. I thought for sure you'd be a watermelon. Kind yeah, of, I don't know. I just kind of person, but it's weird because I don't like. So the thing is, I don't like watermelon, like the actual fruit watermelon. Mm-hmm. Like it grosses me out for some reason. Um, but then, like most artificial, like watermelon flavored, like candy, like sour patch watermelons are like so good. So I love that shit. But like, I don't know. I guess like in my mind, for some reason, I'm like, I don't want to buy this. And just what if it tastes like actual watermelon? I don't know. But it's fine. Like, why do you hate the, why do you hate watermelon? What is your, what is your beef there? I don't, I, I don't even know. Cause every single time I tell that to people, they're like, watermelon's like the least offensive food I can think <laughs> of. Like, it's just water and it's, it's just crunchy and good. <laughs> crunchy water. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and like, I, I can't even pinpoint it. It's just got this like really like faint, like grassy mm. flavor to it. Like, I feel like I'm just eating like, plants like i just went into like someone's backyard and just ate a mouthful of grass i think i know what you're talking um, about i feel like at a certain point the texture just becomes like sand when you're chewing yeah watermelon. yeah the, the, the texture is bad and it's just like a watery like taste i'm not i'm not a huge fan so yeah yeah this is interesting though i feel like watermelon and banana the the artificial and grape the artificial flavors of those never match Mm-mm. the fucking actual absolutely not i have like really strong opinions that's what you should have fucking (laughs) quizzed me on of like artificial fruit flavors because like that is a completely different discussion from like real fruit well let's get into it let's get into it okay real oranges and real grapes are very good but like artificial orange and artificial grape are bad that is my artificial cherry is the worst artificial flavor Artificial cherry, like, does not taste like anything but artificial cherry. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is not a taste that is found anywhere else in nature. No. Like, it's not It's not real at all. Like, it, it is yeah. pure chemicals. It's just, like, I think they invented the, like, cherry-scented car air fresheners first and then just took <laughs> the flavor out of that. Like, there wasn't, like, a real cherry involved anywhere, like, in that in formulation. That yeah. It's just, yeah, it's bad um well it's weird because cherries don't even really have a flavor like actual cherries yeah they don't i love actual cherries like they're they're super good um but they don't taste like artificial cherries um but yeah artificial banana is pretty good though um artificial banana i I think it depends like the laffy taffy artificial banana not bad Uh uh-huh but uh because i i think it captures that like muted flavor of, of an actual banana Versus mm-hmm. other artificial bananas, I feel like it they, they push it to, to sweet. It goes too sweet. Yeah. And it's very rare that bananas are that sweet, you know? Mm-hmm. It's actually, I mean, like, I think there's, like, this whole thing where 
the artificial banana flavoring that we use in most things today is like based on an old strain of bananas that's like no longer cultivated in the US mm. or something. So that's why like, you know, back then it would have been like, oh yeah, this tastes like a banana you would buy at a supermarket. But now like, I guess we just have a different strain. They managed to figure out how to grow like top shelf, like OG bananas. And they're like, this is the strain we're using now. So yeah. You ever see fucking uh, like bananas in the wild, like bananas with seeds? They fucking yeah. have chunky ass seeds. Yeah, like and they're like they're like fucking like this thick, and like you, there's a guy has to like hack into it with a machete. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, I love that shit. We like we have such boring produce in this country. Like our produce, Facts. just it fucking sucks. Like we have a lot of it, but like, but it's all watered down. It's not like the yeah. real shit. Yeah, exactly. I will say though, I will defend apples. I think our American oh, GMO apples, mm-hmm. I think they nailed it there. Cause that's true. I love when I get a fucking huge ass apple, the fucking size of my head, and yeah. you just like take a bite. Yeah. And, you, and you're just eating it for like 30 minutes. You can like feel your like horse instincts <laughs> kick in. It's just like ancient horse like, instincts. Yeah. It's like my like like I feel like I'm like when I bite into an apple and I'm like, this is really hitting right now. I like feel the ancient like horse DNA in my like genome like being activated. It's like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like <sighs> Yeah. You yeah. know, people forget that uh humans are all descended from, from horses. Like Yeah. It's it's lost it's, in history. It's pretty sad, really. Yeah. Because we went from monkeys to horses. We took a little detour and then we kind of came, closed the loop back around to humans. That's why we have centaurs. We're like, man, that's fucked up. That's like half, that's half a man on top. We can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that horses, okay, I'm going to get this so fucked up because I, I swear I just saw this like on Reddit, but I think horses actually are from... They're not native to America. Like, they're from somewhere else. Yeah, they're from, like, the old world. What is the old world? The old world is, like, um, that, I mean, okay, that is a very sort of, like, Eurocentric <laughs> way of thinking about it. But, I mean, like, traditionally, that just refers to, like, Europe, Asia, um, and Africa. Like, sort of pre-Columbian expansion. So, basically, like, everywhere that's not the Americas. Right. Um, so, when they say old world, it just means, like, things that were, like, sort of existing in that area like pre-columbian exchange and then like new world stuff in the americas and stuff like corn beans you know yeah uh, squash pumpkin but i feel like it's actually from somewhere like they, they can trace like it's from asia and then it just mig- like, they, oh, migrated. let yeah. me see i'm gonna I'm a google the shit they Where trace do- it down to one specific horse <laughs> yeah uh fuck, i'm trying to think of a horse name <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah phibius uh Fuck, I can't think of a horse name. <laughs> Fafidius? <laughs> that oh was my. your best. <laughs> I don't I, that was my best uh attempt at a horse name because I was like, you know, like um like Flicka, like that Toy Maguire movie. Fuck. I can't think Spider-Man of Spider Man 2. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie where Toby Maguire rides a horse. Uh I don't know. I'm gonna look this up. Toby Maguire horse. Let's see what, what we come up with. Sea biscuit. Oh, sea biscuit. I knew that yeah. I was right. I was like, I wasn't a horse girl growing up. I don't like know shit about horses. Oh, I fucked it up. Okay, it's actually according to Scientific American, the first horses originated in North America and then spread oh, right. to Asia and Europe. The horses left 
in North America became extinct about 10,000 years ago and were reintroduced by colonizing Whoa. Europeans. Wow. And that's why colonization is always good. Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the message of this whole fucking that's thing. That's the moral, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jasmine, what... Yes. I want to ask you what... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. You... Okay, I know you from our days back in, at UCLA. We were, I met you writing for the uh, Westwood Enabler, which was um basically just uh like the onion for ucla i feel like is how i always yeah. described it and, and that is it what it is a, it was a satirical newspaper type thing where it, we were just sort of like yeah just writing satirical news articles about like about ucla specific stuff but also just kind of about whatever the fuck we wanted to write about um right so that was really fun yeah uh but but one of the things that to this day like it, it'll come up every year and, and and without and with it never fails to make me laugh i'm having such a hard time figuring out what i'm trying to say uh you wrote an article when we when we were in the enabler about thanksgiving I, and, yeah i was and, like he's gonna bring up the turkey one yeah do you remember what the headline was exactly okay off the top of my head i believe it's local family fuck local family gathers to eat no stuffs cornbread into turkey's asshole or some shit <laughs> yes eats yes, cornbread okay. out of local family <laughs> eats cornbread out of the turkey's ass that's what it is yeah yeah this is a legendary uh article as in in the westwood enabler history okay there's been there's been quite a few uh hits and misses but this one i think stands above uh all of them in my book this this one literally has like a longer like life cycle than i did at ucla because i only attended ucla for three years yeah and this was posted by the western enablers page four thanksgivings in a row <laughs> so like this article is more of a part of this publication than i was <laughs> <laughs> totally um, and uh, the reason i bring it up you know beyond just like that's where we met but um you know that that I really want to talk about uh, comedy writing and, you know, how far you've kind of come along in it. And was this where it started or were you doing comedy writing beforehand? And can you just talk about, like, going from here to to UCB to starting an infamous Oreo flavor Twitter account? Uh, <laughs> can you yeah. take us through it, the full journey? Yeah, for sure. So, um I guess comedy writing, I've always been interested in just like making people laugh, you know, and just making jokes about shit. Um, so I like, I don't know, I, I guess I just knew that I wanted to do that. So when I started at UCLA, I like started as an English and creative writing major. And that's why I ended up, you know, sticking with um, but that was definitely like geared more towards like fiction. And I think at that time, I was a little bit more like, okay, like, I guess I'll learn how to be a fiction writer. But then at the same time, I also started, you know, I joined um, the West Wind Enabler just because I was like, oh, sure, like this, this also seems like fun. And this is like an outlet that I can yeah. use to just like write stupid shit that's not like. How did you find out about it? 
I literally think it was like on like Bruin Day or one of whatever the or like orientation, like one of those things. There is like definitely a table that I think Luke and Jessica were at and like they handed me a pamphlet Um, because at the time in high school, I was like technically in charge of like the humor and satire division of our like literary magazine. Okay, so you were already doing it. I I mean, kind of, but like I think so. I think the difference to me was that like. Again, like I said, I always like sort of knew I was like, oh, I like writing stuff that makes people laugh. But I think like when I joined the enabler, that was my first real like realization of like, oh, like comedy writing is a skill that is like something that you have to like hone and like practice. Like that's not just like, you know, it, it's it is like a, a thing that you can get good at if you put in the work and if you, yeah. you know. So yeah, so like that was kind of my first taste of just being like oh like comedy is like a thing that I can take super seriously and like keep sort of pushing myself in um so I just kept doing that and um I don't know eventually I like graduated and I was just kind of going through all this like sort of post-graduation like not having a job not knowing what I wanted to do you know that, that kind of stuff yeah um And then eventually I was like, I I hadn't really like written, I'd written some like short stories. Again, I kind of gone back to like fiction during that time, but I was like, you know what? I hadn't, I haven't done comedy in a long time. And um, I had been thinking about taking classes at UCB at Upright Citizens Brigade um, for a while. And I had just always been so like afraid to, like I, I have horrible imposter syndrome and like I talk myself down from absolutely everything. Yeah. until like finally one day in it was last year 2019 um where i was just like fuck it i just like i'm never gonna come to a point where i'm like you know what like yes i do feel confident <laughs> yeah. and ready to sign up for this. like that's never gonna happen i yeah. need to just like i was like i just need to sign up now so i did yeah. and then i i started taking a sketch 101 class um and that was how i you know sort of uh got into that world of ucb um, and then I, I met some like really fucking funny people through that, um, through that class. Like I was like really blessed to like, I feel like a lot of people have horror stories about like their one-on-one classes. Yeah, at that's what I was like, going to say. I, yeah. I, but, um, I actually like met some really great people who I'm like still friends with. Um, so we were just kind of like, after that class ended, we we're like, let's start like writing some stuff. Um, and then we were putting it up at um, Not Too Shabby, which is UCB's, uh, not their main stage, but they have like a side show on the in, in the Inner Sanctum um, that's just kind of like an open mic sketch and character showcase, basically. Um, so we were like putting some stuff up there and then uh, Patrick McDonald, um, who was at the time, he was like one of the hosts of that show he just like really liked the sketch that I wrote and he like emailed me like hey like are you interested in like doing more like UCB stuff and I was like yeah like that would be great like thinking like I don't know maybe he'll like you know recommend me to try to like get into some <laughs> other yeah. you know like thing he's and plugging then I get, some class whatever yeah I was like something I was like yeah sure like I, I'd i be interested in checking that out and then I get like an email from from the artist from uh Beth Appel the AD, the old AD. And she was just like, Hey, like Patrick McDonald recommended you as a mod writer. Do you want to join this mod team? And I was like, I was at my job 
And I was in yeah. the hallway outside the bathroom, like squatting because there was no like <laughs> chairs. And I was just like on my phone, just being like, yes, I want to write sketches, please. Yeah. Like, um, And yeah, so it was just like insane. So I found this wonderful, incredible sketch team called um, Moon Goon. Yeah. So I joined sort of like midway through the season, which was super weird for me because it was like, already I was dealing with all these feelings of like, I am just like such a fish out of water. I am so new in this community and like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I've never been on like a sketch team before. I've like barely even like, you know, written and produced anything that got performed. Like I just felt so, so deeply underqualified. And I was just like, they all know that I'm a fraud and they are going to like find out one of these days and they're going to be like, Jasmine's not funny and adding her to the team was a mistake. And I can laugh about that now because they're like my best friends in the world. But like, like truly for the first like three months, I was like in a constant state of fear. I was like, they're like, they're going to find out. I don't belong (laughs) here. They're going to, they're going to know. And it took like a really long time to get over that. But um, so, but yeah, but it's amazing. And it's truly like so weird that we are a group of now 14 people and we huge it is because it's like the mod team is like 12 people originally yeah and then patrick who's our director um and then um we had one person leave at the beginning of this season and then someone else came in so now we have 14 total in our like just wild family 14 people and literally like 22 group chats i swear to god we have so many fucking different group chats that are all for like very small like side (laughs) subjects yeah yeah. like we'll have one that's like just for board like um for animal crossing and then just one that's (laughs) just for like um what's like for like a christmas scavenger hunt that we're doing and then we have an oreo one and then we have a business one and like it's insane there's a new group chat every single day and um but i love these people and yeah we there's um, a lot of really talented people on your team oh my god yeah um like i, I only know jeremy but i mean I remember seeing oh, him yeah. when he was at the improv space and being like, yeah what the fuck this guy's like in insanely fucking hilarious and talented yeah jeremy colhane um is so funny yeah i mean they're all just like the funniest fucking people i've ever met um and i love (laughs) them all and they're it's like they're super funny and like also just we all have like not exactly the same sense of humor but just like we truly just like vibe so well together and i feel so lucky um yeah and that's a pretty rare thing i feel like when when you have enough people um where your your humor is like are able to match up like that yeah i think it's also that we all have this like very similar instinct to just like go 110 percent into like every single bit like is <laughs> very much like the moon goon thing so it's like no matter what the joke is because we all have like you know sort of different voices like no matter what a joke starts out as it's just like the thing that kind of brings us all together is like we are all willing to like do whatever it takes to like build this fucking like rig above the stage if it means we can have like a sandwich falling from the ceiling because we think that's funny or like um 
or or like water figuring out a way to safely waterboard someone on stage like shit like that (laughs) like um i i just love working with people who it's just like i'm like here's like something that is so dumb that i want to pour all of my heart into and everyone else there like understands that urge you know yeah yeah um which i guess sort of segues into the whole like oreos thing yeah Um, what where, where did this where, where did this idea come from uh, first off I, i'm gonna need you to explain it to everyone and and yeah let's get into it yeah so um th- there is a twitter account called upcoming oreos um that i will not confirm or deny who is behind that account um, right even yeah, though it's, we, it, it is you're, you're not obvious as far I'm not, as... it's the fine people at Nabisco, uh, not at Nabisco, sorry. They, okay, so <laughs> they, basically all uh, the fine people at Upcoming Oreos do is right, they right. post uh, previews of what upcoming new Oreo flavors uh, that Nabisco is about to release. Right. So we've included um, Pool Water is a big one. Um, yeah, that one was hot. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what other ones that came out today um the envelope adhesive one. Oh yeah we also there's a monopoly thing we're not going to get into that right no, now no no that <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah or i'm just trying to like sorry i'm sorry i'm only plugging mine but they're just like the ones that i can think of off the top of my no, head no, but, let's like, go for it like big red big red concrete orb outside target and like the frosting <laughs> is just a, like the fucking ball outside target or like advil coating that's you disgusting know, get like that coating. yeah um so this but... started i guess oh yeah sorry what no no go ahead um I don't know. It was like truly just, I I think that we all, I feel like everyone creative kind of had this like thing where it's like for the first few months of like, you know, the pandemic, sh- like shutting everything down. Obviously we haven't been able to perform since March. Right. Um, we actually had the last mod night show ever <laughs> of UCB's history because oh, it was on March 11th. And then the next day, March 12th was when they closed the theater down. Damn. You guys um, probably gave someone Corona, dude. We might have. I was like, like it was about worth that. it. I'm like, what if someone got COVID <laughs> show? Well, you you only feel bad if it was a bad show. That's true. Imagine... No, we killed that night. We we had some bangers, so it was worth it. Whoever you are. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Out there, worth it. That's sick. Um, but yeah, so like, I don't know. I feel like every creative person I know was kind of like for the f- first few months of like quarantine, we we're just kind of like dead. And she's like, yeah. okay, we've all been burnt out for like 14 consecutive months. So let's just like. <laughs> figure some shit out but then after a while we got really back into this urge of like we we just need to like make some like dumb shit that we can just like put out and that we don't have to like really like think about because we're like you know we want to start writing like video sketches and stuff um but also just we have this urge to just like um i don't know again i i think that like a very moon goon thing is just like thinking something very like stupid and and, like kind of small and if you go like 110% into that, then that becomes funny. It's like a very, I don't know. Um, I feel like that's kind of the spirit of Oreos and the spirit of like us that we are channeling through Oreos. Um, <laughs> Wait, it, I, I, I love it as the spirit of actually Oreos. Like, you know, you, oh, yeah. you, you dip that cookie in the milk 110%. All right. There's no half-assing yeah. uh, 
milk's favorite cookie yeah exactly it's (laughs) always made with real cocoa you like can't beat that (laughs) um so yeah like we were just like dude like well also like we always used to eat skylar madsen on moongoon who's one of our writers like he always used to bring in like oreos as our um like meeting snack i guess yeah um whenever we had like writers meetings and rehearsals and he'd like bring in like weird new oreo flavors and we like try all of them we tried the like moon landing 50th anniversary one um that came out last year Wait, what what did that consist of it was like it was they're called like marshmallow moon or something and i guess it was like marshmallow flavored vaguely Mm-hmm. um we also tried the mystery flavored oreos we've tried like the carrot cake ones i think so like i guess like we had already sort of had like a whole year of practice of just being like oh yeah like oreo flavors are a thing yeah. like a terrain that we're very familiar with um so like why don't we just like pitch endless jokes about or- like what new oreo flavors could be and then I made like a Photoshop template of, for like the package um, and it's posted on of the Of course Google. it was you. I, I yeah. was wondering, I was like, how did you guys do this? Like who put this together in a fucking course? It was Jasmine Dawn. <laughs> um, and then I put it on the Google Drive and I was like, go nuts. And, um, and then, so fuck, we, we were at the original upcoming Oreos know, page it, that was at 14,000 yeah, followers. Yeah, it was nuts. You guys went kind of viral for a bit. We went kind of viral. Um, the takeout wrote about us, which was so nice. <laughs> um, like we were kind of losing our minds. Like they wrote this very, very nice article about us. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. Mara Wilson, the queen of Twitter, followed us on our old account. Wow. Um, and, but yeah. And then Nabisco being the fucking narcs, more like Narcbisco, they, uh, I guess got us shut down for violating Twitter's like impersonation policy because we were like impersonating Nabisco. We were impersonating Nabisco, I guess. And they like legit just like shut down our account fully and we tried to appeal it and then they like were like no and they were not gonna reopen your case. So Yeah, non corporate um, America. Sorry. Yeah, so we're rebuilding. Um so if you were one of the original <laughs> fourteen thousand followers of upcoming <laughs> Oreos that you happen to be listening to this podcast, uh please follow the new page yeah that's that's insane that you guys got taken down just because uh you know the fucking parody law dude like this is so clearly a joke like yeah (laughs) it's like no yeah exactly i don't know i feel like if anything we're not we weren't even because we also don't post any like offensive flavors or anything you know like we're not posting like vile content we're just telling the stupid jokes um but yeah oh we also did have like one day it was right after they shut down the original account where we were just like really pissed off and we were just like fuck it let's make a fig newton's account instead <laughs> and just like posted like the d- most disgusting fig newton flavors it was just like barely legal teen redhead and barely uh. takes <laughs> like stepdad's massive cock like <laughs> just, like flavor fig newton you know and just like that because we were just like so mad well, you, <laughs> you know, you know, you know what we the, can, like express ourselves. You know what the issue is with that is that I feel like yeah. Fig Newton would be about it. They're like, God, we're, we've been numbers like sixteen in the snack industry for years. Like, well, we just... Fig, New- Fig Newtons are also an Nabisco product. That's why we were like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming for your entire portfolio of brands. Yeah. Yeah. They probably thought you were a plant from Frito Lay. They're like these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, or like the the circus animals cookies 
like we were sent to sabotage Nabisco. Actually, that might also be Nabisco. Who fucking knows? They're, I don't, I don't they're the know Amazon of cookies. Them. I don't know who owns them anymore because for a while, I think they were an independent cookie company and then they went under and were purchased by some larger company. They were but... purchased by like an actual circus. <laughs> They're like, yeah, th- this is going to bring us up. This is a, a mutually um, beneficial relationship we've got. Here. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I want to talk to you about, just because uh, I've done a few episodes now, and and it's really funny. I feel like that that thing of having that of imposter syndrome has come up a few times. Uh, I, I don't know if you have an answer for this, but wh- where do you think that, that kind of comes from? And I always feel like it happens a lot with writers because I've heard it. Mm. in a few different places in a few different like kind of writing um i don't want to say communities but like maybe disciplines like when i was studying to be a copywriter that was something that came up a lot when i was talking to people who who had been in the industry for a while that at the beginning of it they felt like there was a lot of imposter syndrome and and maybe like they weren't supposed to be here and and it's interesting that, that you said it and i think um someone else had said it too and in relation to this fear, right? This fear of of, mm-hmm. of being a creative and, and creating things and, and getting out there. Uh, where do you think that comes from? What do you think that that thing is? I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume part of it is just like um, when you have like a creative pursuit that you are um, trying to seek, like, or I guess when you're like pursuing something kind of creative like professionally there's a good chance that for like a lot of writers and like for I know this is the case with me where it's like for a long time like writing was just like not necessarily just a like vocational thing but it's like a part of yourself like I feel it is like inherently a very personal thing and also I think a lot of people kind of subconsciously base a lot of their identity around (laughs) their the stuff that they write you know like because like I don't know because I'm thinking it's just like when I, you know, when I was working as like a barista, I didn't have like barista imposter syndrome <laughs> yeah. where I was like, oh shit, these people are going to find out I'm bad at like, like making cappuccinos because I can't get the foam right. Like, you know, and it's not because like um, I was any better at that than writing or anything. Like I was, it was purely just because I was like, okay, well, like this is a, like a task that I'm being paid to do and I don't really care like if I am if people think I'm bad at it or if they don't think like okay as long as I still have my job I'm getting paid that's fine but like with writing stuff it's a lot more like um I don't know yeah it it like really kind of like cuts to like the center of like your personality a lot I think um and it's it just makes I guess what I'm saying right now makes all writers sound very egotistical. And I don't want to say that. I'm saying I'm very egotistical and I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. <laughs> no, but I am too. And I feel yeah. that's why we get along. Yeah, because you know? that's really it. Like, I mean, I was actually just like talking about this with like um, some friends yesterday. Um, but like, we were talking, I mean, I was basically saying like, you know, if you like bomb a show or something and or like you just get a negative o- like audience reaction or something or yeah. like people don't laugh, it's like, that sucks but like that's also like part for the course but like if someone that i like respected in like you know in the like comedy community who like i vaguely know and stuff like didn't like one of my sketches like that would kill me yeah. you know like it's truly just like i you know 
I think it's just like a real a desire for like, I, I think it's just like an intertwining or like an entangling of just like, you know, this is like this professional thing that I'm pursuing that um, inherently has a lot of like, kind of like competitiveness built into it. Yeah. Um, that is just kind of tangled up with our own sense of like, this is who I am. And like this thing that I do is so core to my personality and is such a part of like, you know, me and my voice and my sense of self that um, I am very self-conscious about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's harder for you? Um, Shaking off that like pain and despair of of bombing, maybe not despair, but like, you know, that, that like that gross feeling that you kind of bombed and and maybe Mm -hmm. didn't have a great show or accepting a compliment from someone who's like, Hey, great show. Do you have that? Is that hard for you at all? You mean like while I, what do you mean? Like while I'm processing that to receive a compliment or what do you think? No, like they're two separate events. Say, let's say you, like you had a show that maybe you felt kind of yeah. eh about, like okay. it wasn't your best, but it wasn't your worst. Like it was fine. Mm. And you have someone who comes up to you and be like, Hey, great show. Like, I love this. Like, do you ever have a hard time accepting Oh compliment? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. always like, I, I'm like, they're lying to me because they pity me and I'm a worm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a worm beneath their boots and they're just giving, throwing me some final crumbs of grace before tr- like treading me into the mud. I don't know. My brain's just like broken. <laughs> no, but see, I, I, um, I've always felt yeah. the same way. Like after uh, like an improv show, if I didn't feel like I totally killed it, like a few people tell me, oh, great show. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Thanks, man. You, you fucking liar like um and i but i I'd remember like that feeling of having a bad show and it just it sticks with you so much mm-hmm. but like you really do have to learn to to let that go yeah and i always found that easier than accepting a compliment that i didn't believe yeah even even if i had no reason not to believe it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i got yeah no i I totally get that because it's like i guess like when you when you what you can process your own feelings about like a show but then like once you add in this additional factor of like what is this person thinking that you can only like speculate about you know like that ends up being like a whole other layer so yeah yeah i don't know i was just curious if you ever felt that too um what what is your dream where how far do you want to take writing i mean you, i mean not maybe not how far but like what what's the kind of ideal trajectory i want to write the right next now? the next great gatsby great <laughs> great gatsby too even greater <laughs> too great too gatsby yeah um I don't know. I mean, at this point, honestly, I'm like, I I don't have anything like major that I'm setting my sights on. Cause I guess like at some point it's just like, oh yeah, like I would want to get staffed as a writer um, for like a TV comedy. That's kind of like, I guess one goal, but it's not like, you know, yeah, that's not my end goal. I don't really know for like, I guess right now, like kind of what drives my day today is just sort of thinking like, I am just going to make, like, I'm going to use the time that I have right now to just, like, make all the shit that I personally think is, like, fun to make. Yeah. 
Um, and if something comes out of that, then fine. And if not, then I made all the, then I like had a ton of fun doing all this shit. So like, whatever, you know, so (laughs) that's kind of like, yeah. So I've been like working on like, you know, I've been writing some like video sketches that I'll film at some point. And I've been like, you know, working on like a pilot and just like do, I have been like doing stuff, but it's not. I don't, I don't know. I never feel like I have to like angle my work towards like a specific like goal. I'm always just kind of like, okay, this is the thing that I can't get out of my brain right now. I guess I'll write about this. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I, I love that. I love that. You know, you just, uh, I feel like you're really good at that. Like, I feel like you, you always pick up on these weird things or, or, you know, I, I'm really curious to see what, what you kind of think about, um, as far as an approach to comedy, because mm-hmm. I I like to get really scientific about it, even though like I'm not writing a ton, but I I like I love following comedians and, and seeing like how they kind of break down jokes or uh, create them, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I've I've always liked the idea that comedy is meant to be this like questioning of conventional wisdom For and, sure, and yeah. the things that that people do that. You know, when, when when you look at it really closely, uh, it's just fucking weird. You know. Yeah. What what is kind of your approach? What when you have an idea, what what are the steps that you go through? Hmm. I don't know. I think like. Or even just like on a bigger level, if you if you if you think about it. Yeah. Like no, I totally get what you're saying about comedy. But that's not like I think with certain types of comedy i think especially when we were doing like satire stuff back in like college that was very much like what i saw the role of that type of comedy writing being you know where it's sort of like you laugh at shit so that you can um well or it's basically just like okay like if you poke all of these like holes and just like blow this this like perspective like out of proportion while keeping it's like central core like you will see how ridiculous that is and that (laughs) is necessary for like not just for like political things but also just like i don't know it's just like why do we put cornbread in a turkey's ass just put it in a separate (laughs) dish and like bake it like that you don't need to act like that's just so antiquated don't put it don't stuff your don't stuff your turkey but it's called stuffing i know but you just i know but it's bad i've made my feelings so clear about this over the past (laughs) like four years (laughs) um but yeah i don't know but like i don't know for me recently i guess yeah i guess it truly just kind of depends on like what kind of sketch or i mean sorry what kind of comedy i'm doing because like i feel like it's like sketch i'm like using a completely different like muscle than i am with like um you know satire stuff or like with oreos or with tiktok um you know it's just like i i don't know what it comes down to it's like i think one thing that i keep coming back to is that like it's really fun to me when like people have like really strong opinions about things because they do like I don't know I spent a lot of time on the internet and the internet (laughs) is just like all people having really really strong opinions about things that like you it's not even even whether or not I agree with the opinion it's just like you don't need to have this strong of an opinion (laughs) about this you know um and like I just like the idea of like just those kinds of characters I guess um 
which I almost is like the like uh, I, I keep tying it back to Oreos just because like Oreos are on the screen, but it kind of comes <laughs> out with that too because I'm just like. Yeah, put Toby Maguire instead. <laughs> to, to, put Toby Maguire. Well, actually, no, that actually does is a perfect segue because I made this like fucking TikTok because it was like a parody of a, another TikTok that went viral. It was of this like Christian girl who's just like, um, have you seen it? It's like this anti-vaxxer like Christian girl who has like made up this like scenario in which like, oh my god, in which she's being like persecuted for like not accepting a vaccine wait then, i think i remember you 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 made a parody of it right yeah yes yeah so yeah so the original video is just like her getting like beaten up and like <laughs> like the whole idea is that like it's like this is an alternate universe where like anti-vaxxers are being persecuted and then she like suffers because she's like refusing they beat her up and then she dies but then she goes to heaven and then god is like did you well take done, the vaccine my faithful servant yeah <laughs> Um, so then I was like, just thinking about that. And I'm like, that is like, you are just making up a situation that where like, you're being oppressed because you have a stupid opinion. And then I was like, thinking like, what is like a stupid opinion that I have that I can pretend that I'm being oppressed for? And my stupid opinion is that the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies are the best ones. <laughs> He's the, the one true Spider-Man to yeah. me. And I think Spider-Man 2, um, the 2004 one with like Alfred Molina and shit is like so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I just decided to like make a video where it's like just a shot for shot remake of that, except the thing that I'm being persecuted for is that like, I only recognize <laughs> Tobey Maguire as like the one true Spider-Man. And they're like, no, admit that like Tom Holland gave us some fresh take on a beloved character. And I'm like, no, <laughs> blood on my face. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, you go to heaven, Stanley is like, good job, my child. No, it was Sam Raimi. Oh, Sam Raimi, of <laughs> Yeah, course. I made God Sam Raimi. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's a good time. Let's get into it to the TikTok Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. for you. Um, you know, actually, there's, uh, this is not a TikTok, but this is just a really funny shirt that I found that I wanted to show you. Okay. Uh, this is a Burberry <laughs> Cut out short sleeve tee, uh, priced at two hundred eighty nine dollars and ninety seven cents. Is that does it say fifty percent off? Yeah, it's fifty percent off because this I guess isn't selling well, but oh, it's also sold out in the corner. Damn, so yeah, because fifty percent off is a good deal, dude. <laughs> yeah, originally it was five hundred and ninety dollars, so this is good, but yeah, it's got it's got holes on the nipples, right? Mm. It's just these massive holes, and it says they do not love that do not show their love. Uh, and then the back, there's another hole. We get to the, just like oh, right in the middle of the back. This, the secret nipple. And it's got some other words, but I can't tell what that says. I just want yeah. to show this to you because I thought it was hilarious. Um, yeah, this is really, this is advanced. Like we're laughing now, but like in 50 years, everyone's going to be like, oh shit, like check out this new titty shirt I bought. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, it's a sick titty shirt, bro. I think this shirt is in Cyberpunk uh, 2077. I haven't gone far yeah. enough to unlock it, but. You know, you know what's funny about that game that I realized today. I was, I was watching someone stream it, and there's actually like, you know, in RPGs you have to be like a certain level to wear armor. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing in this game, but it's like normal clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was watching a streamer, and he was like, "Oh fuck, I can't wear these pants. I'm not, I'm not high enough level." And I was like, "Yeah, bro, you gotta you gotta grind those pants stats so you can wear those yeah. the fucking black jeans." 
Yeah, you can't wear a Sublime t-shirt unless you're Californian level 20. <laughs> California level 20. Yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. This, this is my. This is what I prepared as the TikTok Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm um, so excited. Here we go. Are you Are you ready? Uh, let me get some water real quick, but yes. Okay. okay cool. All right, here we go. Here's the first one. Welcome to Russia, Mike Vashu. This is oh there you go, it's a bigger he, You see he's eating ice cream and just coming out of the fucking yeah. ocean over here. Welcome to Russia. Yeah. This has the exact same energy as like, did you ever like go to your like friend's house as a kid and their dad came out doing exactly this kind of shit? <laughs> <laughs> Well, th this was my. He's just dad. like he not wearing this. a shirt, and he's just like coming out like, "Hey, like, I don't know." He's like, "Hey, how you doing? What's your name, Kevin? All right, I'm gonna be over yeah. here eating the eating this raw piece of chicken and lifting some weights." Yeah. I don't know why. I just okay. I don't like the fact that he's underwater with these with his ice cream. That like really upsets me. Yeah, that that can't be good. I feel like above anything else, that's the worst part of this. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Number two. In the TikTok Hall of Fame. Oh, he should have. That's one. number two. <laughs> He's number really one like, and number two. Yeah. I was gonna say though, he should have like the big brain move there would have been to do like the Cold Stone shit like on the ice. Oh, you know like mix mean? it and make it. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine you like some guy like you're like out on a lake and some guy po like pokes out of the <laughs> ice and starts making you some yeah. founder's favorite with the brownie chunks. Like and he starts singing when you pay him. Yeah. You, you you like tip you put your tip just into the water. <laughs> Can we just go on on a quick Cold Stone tangent real quick? Uh, yes. I fucking loved Cold Stone growing up as a kid. What was your combo? Because I had mine. Um. So I used to do um white uh cake batter and gummy bears, which I know is unpopular because they get really hard, yeah, but I like hard. it. Yeah. Um. I liked that, and I also liked the founder's favorite which is like one of the pre-made flavors that they have because it has like brownie chunks and like walnuts or something in it i yeah. like nuts um and uh now i'm lactose intolerant no <laughs> so i have not had cold stone in so long but damn it yeah all right I, I was pretty simple i would get french vanilla ice cream and uh bits of Kit Kat in there and that was my shit oh that sounds good yeah I, yeah. I i used to do gummies but same thing i would put gummy worms in it and it would just get cold and hard and i was like i don't like this yeah. Um. But you know what is actually really good to put gummy bears in is fucking Sprite. And I've done like, that. <laughs> yeah, of course you fucking. Done. I've done, yeah. I used to do that as a kid all the time. I would get uh Sprite and gummy bears, and, I would and then only... they get all like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get they get massive. They just like fill with all the soda, and they're just juicy. Like you pull them out, they're, like dripping and like kind of jiggly. Like it becomes Jello. Yeah, and, it's, and then you bite it, and it's just like Sprite in whatever fucking color it is, um, mm -hmm. and then the middle is like the hardcore of the of, of what's left of that original gummy bear. Yeah, I used to like um, just lick all of the. Um... Okay, so you know lemon heads, mm -hmm. the candy. Yeah, I love those. So you know how there's like multiple layers to it. Yeah. So I hated the like the sweet the super sweet layer that you get to that's like third, um, <laughs> in like the lineup of layers. 
Um, so I would always just like eat the like first two layers. And then when I like hit that like sweet core, I would just like spit it out. So I don't think I've like ever finished a lemon head, but they're like truly one of my favorite candies <laughs> as a kid. Well, only half of it is your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Two, two thirds of my favorite candy is two thirds of a lemon head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. You ready for this? Yes. I think, I think I've shown this one to you, but I love this what? one. So it, you know, it, it's simple, but so beautiful. This is this, the beans rising from, from the can. Yeah. Um, I think know, like the, the music is really what makes this. Cause I feel like I'm watching like public access television at like two in the morning on the couch and I'm like half asleep <laughs> and like, this would just come on like completely just like just this footage unedited yeah. and I would watch it. I would be like, okay, like, I guess this is what's on TV now. And the best thing about it being public access, and, and and I think the best part of all public access is that it's it's not ironic. Yeah, it's completely. It's always like genuine. Earnest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So that's that's number two. Now we go on yeah. to number three. Uh, I love this one. Commenting. Is that Doctor Phil? On yeah. all my posts. I ain't your daddy hate to break it to you but i ain't your daddy and your real daddy's probably getting his feelings hurt i appreciate the support it's a little weird but i do appreciate the support you have to stop commenting daddy on all of my posts i ain't your daddy I hate to break it to you but that. i ain't your daddy and your real daddy's probably getting his feelings hurt i appreciate the support it's a little weird but i do appreciate the support I, I love how earnest this is. He's yeah. like, I ain't your daddy. He's like, stop calling me that. And your your your, your real dad's probably getting his feelings hurt. Yeah, I I like don't. Anyone who's watching this, do not call Doctor Phil daddy. Just don't. Just don't call your old man daddy on the internet unless they're pay, <laughs> unless they're paying you to do it. In in which case, get that bag. Like yeah, you know. But of all people to call daddy, I feel like Dr. Phil is not, he's not on my list. Yeah, he's not on my list. Who is? Okay. All right, here we go. I need a second. Who's on yours? Well, okay. No, there's, there's truly no one that I would call that I would call daddy. Cause that's just like too gross for me, but there is okay so the guy from like the b episode of black mirror the like big asian guy in the suit kind of looks like my actual dad so maybe him (laughs) (laughs) but in like like a completely non-sexual way obviously i just feel like daddy that's my dad i'm trying my hardest uh who would i call daddy i know i have somebody i would i'm not ashamed of it i feel like if I would not call Jimmy Buffett daddy, but if someone wanted to call him that, I'd be like, okay, I, that's fine. Oh, Taika Waititi. He's like old yeah. and hot. He's very hot. 
He's like young old. Like he he's he's not old old. Yeah, he's not old old. But he's kind of young old. Damn, I'm trying to think, dude. I can't. <sighs> Who's like that? Uh, Randy Jackson. Um... Oh, that's a good one. I think Randy Jackson. I would. Yeah, but he also kind of has like Papa energy. Mm, I don't know if right. daddy is the right Maybe word. that's what I'm more into is like that Papa energy. Uh, well, yeah, everyone loves Papa energy. Daddy energy is evil, but like Papa energy is is good. They're like two, um, it's like the force where it's like, <laughs> you know, they're just kind of united. They're two different sides of like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Number three. <laughs> God. I don't know what it is about the fucking tears. Like it's just, it's just, this person's very sad to be Chuck E. Cheese. Have you seen that like tweet where like it was someone like dressed up as like yeah. I don't know like in the Chuck E. Cheese thing, but like an ice cream, like, cream like, cone for Baskin Robbins. Yeah, he's like, how the fuck am I essential? <laughs> No, yeah, that's exactly what this. Is. Yeah, that's so funny. I also like am very afraid of like this is gonna make me sound like a maniac, but like I'm afraid of like these like mascot suits. Like they just creep me out because I'm yeah, because I'm like I don't want to like inter like because I know you're like a human under there, but it's like weird that I'm just interacting with this like stuffed animal face when I yeah. we both know that you are a person. Like I don't know why it's just like creepy to me. No. Um, I I 100% feel that. I think yeah. as a kid, I could never, ever buy into the illusion like at yeah. Disneyland or any fucking theme park that this was like the actual character I was seeing. Whenever I would mm. see people get in line for, take a picture with fucking Mickey Mouse, I'd be like, just that's, just, that's a person in there, dude. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Um, but I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Because I was like, go. yeah, like I would never run up to just like a normal adult man and be like, hi like high five him and shit like why would i do that just because he's dressed as like the easter bunny or whatever like that's yeah it freaks me out i don't know i was like afraid of that as a kid and still kind of am now so yeah or even like santa claus i was like i never understood like to me i don't know i feel like i never really bought into the um in into the fantasy of like Santa Claus or the Tooth Fairy because logistically it just never made sense to me. I was mm. like, how can this motherfucker have a schedule so tight that he could like do whatever? And here's the other thing: I feel like my parents never got me good enough gifts for me to believe in Santa. Mm. So I was always like, this isn't really what I want. This is nice, but it's not really what I want. So and like, like the real Santa would know what you would have wanted exactly because like, that's the myth. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, next one. Here we go. Congratulations to this lady for successfully uh, injecting lizard DNA into her uh, body. How does that fit inside her mouth? <laughs> it like just goes back like it's normal. Yeah. I have like a little less tongue. 
It doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Me too. I have a really short tongue. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of this one, but Yeah. Damn, she'd have to like eat like a popsicle the size of a fucking like one of these. Like Yeah, well she just had a regular one. She like wrapped her whole Oh uh, yeah, like a snake. Like it's yeah, just like yeah. yeah. Isn't that what like I okay, I feel bad. I don't wanna like compare yeah, this woman we to are like body animals. shaming a little bit. Yeah, like this is fine. Like she there's nothing wrong with like her tongue being like that. It's just it's just fun to imagine, you know. Yeah. But as you were saying. But as I was saying, also cows eat grass. It's either cows or horses. I don't remember which one. They like eat grass by like wrapping their tongues around the grass and like pulling. Whoa. Yeah, That's it's probably, like weird. They don't probably actually cows, use their- right? You ever see a cow tongue? That's just massive. I mean, I've eaten. A cow tongue. Are I you guess. a fan? Are you a fan of, of lengua? Of lengua, yeah. I'm into I, it. I'm, I'm it. into like I like all the like weird meat shit, like tripe nope. and stuff. Like I'm fine with it. Can't do tripe. I, I just I know it's intestine. I know poop has been here. It's it's gross. Yeah. I can't do it. Tongue. I remember when I was a kid, I had an uncle who brought to- like raw tongue home, and he was gonna make it. He fucking boiled it for hours, mm. and we he made tacos out of it. And I hated it. I felt like I was making out with a cow. Like it was not. I was not a fan of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't do it. It's too chewy for me. You know. Mm. All right. Next one. Too easy. Oh, it's coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, his face just the way God. his eyes get all fucked up i love all of these like like all the tiktoks where it like involves someone like just completely failing at like this time warp <laughs> scanning my favorite thing is when you can like the line is like down to here, but you can see them start to laugh because like, yeah, they, they just, realize how they fucked up they look. Yeah. You can just see like this, just this much of their body just like convulsing with laughter. It's so fun. Yeah, I, I yeah. love it. So good. Oh shit! All right, next one. Here we go. wait this there's a very very similar tiktok that i want to send to you that i think is like so good i just um i i just i I, there's so much to unpack here because i i believe that there is well one of the hashtags first of all is draco talk so there's just there's like a whole section of tiktok that's just harry potter like fan shit like this mm. um r- romance fiction or something and and i love that she's at hogwarts and, and then yeah. the next moment is is, is, is draco malfoy's fucking pickup truck with mexican blankets takis strawberry 
Yeah. It's because, like, I feel like, like, weird, rom- like, self-insert teenage, ro- like, Harry Potter romance has been a thing in the internet since forever, right? Oh, like, absolutely, yeah, like, yeah. My, what's that, like, My Immortal or whatever, like, that one fanfic. But, like, this, I feel like TikTok teens are, like, truly taking it to, like, the next level where it's just, like, no, it's not just like oh, it's like it's Harry Potter, but he's like emo. It's like Draco, but he's like Mexican and cool. Yeah, he's Texan. <laughs> like, and these characters are just like so specific, and like <laughs> I, I love. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I just sent you one on Discord that's like very similar. I to love the full me. combo. He's got the the Fanta, the Takis, and the strawberry. <laughs> I that would dude. If a guy, if I like showed up to a date with a guy and he had all of that i'd be so happy i'd be like this is like a this is a legitimate date i like this all right whoops hold on how do i uh sorry I can't wow boomer i know i had a big old boomer moment Muslim Michael Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoops. Not what I meant to do. Oh, my God. Michael, is that you? <laughs> Just your fucking Photoshop head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that. Yeah, it's exactly mm-hmm. the same energy. It's just, like, so weirdly specific. But it's, like, these pop culture things into this really specific, like, culture the cultural things i don't know cultural context maybe it's just like um kind of taking that energy of like the again the whole like self insert like harry potter fanfics or whatever of like the you know the past two decades and like now it is sort of like morphed into like this self-aware version of that where you're like oh what if i took it to like the the logical extreme of like tailoring this fictional world to my interests yeah you know like and sort of like poking fun of it that way you know yeah it's really buying into the fantasy yeah or maybe it's just fucking you know people making funny shit because it made them laugh and that's also (laughs) because it's so specific who knows yeah all right here we go next one seconds long because that felt like a movie <laughs> like yeah this i feel like or like long. i feel like i just watched like a 45 minute long like netflix um like original season finale like that was just <laughs> there is a lot to unpack here the fact that he locks his house outside mm-hmm. the fact that his bike has a big wheel and like a tiny wheel 
Yeah, why does this house have a fucking like imperial gate? <laughs> also, like. But he locks her in, like door. because the way that lock is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so weird. And then he breaks the plate. <laughs> That's my favorite yeah. part. He's like, dude, he's he's gifting all this shit to her, and she turns eighteen or eighty-one. Yeah, I don't know. I I like this one for like just the full weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right, this is this is the last one I have for you. Hi, man. Good to see you, one guy. Nice seeing you. love that i just I, I don't know what to say there's i love this comment homies across the world felt that yeah <laughs> i also love like there's like eight different camera angles of this like one thing that's happening like there's just so many different camera angles in this tiktok it's so good yeah 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 this is truly just... so good also like claire de lune is like objectively the funniest song for some reason like it's just so tender yeah because I, I that's what i was gonna say i think it's just it's just so beautiful that mm-hmm. it elates so much that i think like it it, it sells anything that you put it yeah to. oh yeah anyway the, that's my tiktok hall of fame um mm-hmm. what do you think I, am, do i got it right are we are we feeling good about it yeah i think these were these were some good ones <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about that can of beans tonight as I fall asleep, probably. Good. As as you should, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So that's all I got for you, Jasmine. Um, I really appreciate you being here and taking the time to record with me. Uh, yeah. I, I love you so dearly. You're one of the coolest people on the face of the earth, and I will never, ever stop saying that. Um, and... Uh, I love you so much. Like, you... <laughs> Truly, like, you've been, like, since, like, day one, you have been just, like, the coolest friend, and you're so wonderful and, like, always doing cool shit that I'm, like, so amazed by, and, like, <laughs> yeah, no, this, and also that just this was fun. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate mm-hmm. being here. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to just lead people toward? Um, go follow, uh, upcoming Oreos on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fight back against big Nabisco. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Jasmine V Don, um, V as in Victoria. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just make fun shit sometimes. So Hell be on yeah. the lookout for that. Cool. Fuck Nabisco. Fuck Nabisco, honestly.